Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. The tragedy that's happening in the Ukraine at the moment, the sound of gunfire echoing all the way through the capital, particularly in Kiev, as Russian tanks are now being filmed entering the city for the first time. The Ukraine Ministry of Defence has called on those living in Kiev in the northern outskirts, where the tanks are being filmed currently, uh, to make firebombs and neutralise the enemy. So he's calling on all 18, 60-year-old men um, to get involved. Now, it's not a conscription, so be clear about that. He's not conscripting people, but he's asking civilians to get involved. He's asking civilians, obviously, to, to do what they can, to fight. Um, and I, I wonder, would you fight for your country or would you rather just leave with your wife and children and go somewhere else? And, you know, I'm just being honest. You can condemn me if you want to or call me a coward if you like. But I don't believe I'm a coward, by the way. I just think believe our common sense. But if I was in that situation, I'd be gone with my wife and kids. I, I'm not staying there. Why would I want to stay there to die? I, why would I want to do that? There's loads of other countries in the world I could go to. You know, I, I love my country. I love the people. But I'm not going to die for it. Particularly if I'm in a no-win situation, which a lot, sadly, in a lot of these cases, people are going to be. And when we all watched, I'm sure most of you have seen that video this morning of the young man in the Ukraine putting his daughter on a bus. I mean, it's a shocking video for many reasons because of the humanity of what's happening at the moment there and people losing their lives, innocent people. But the idea that you would force people, particularly because you happen to be male, to stay there. You know, people are exiling. There's a 25-kilometre tailback of cars exiting the city and exiting the country. And the majority of those are all women and children because 18 to 60-year-old men are not allowed to leave. They're being asked to stay and told to stay. They're prohibited from leaving. Now, I suppose, I don't want to get into a whole equality argument, but the world has been constantly telling us that we should have equality. But yet I don't see I don't see those people who champion equality constantly all the time denouncing the Ukrainian government for only choosing to leave males behind. I'm sure it's like the old argument that, you know, when the boat is sinking and the captain says, women and children first. You can be guaranteed the feminists on that particular boat are not going to object. Well, I understand why. Because, of course, you want to save your skin, don't you? But it, I, just the humanity of telling people that you have to stay to die. Now, if you want to, and I, can I say this, you know, to cover myself here, if you want to stay and die and fight for your country, fair play to you. That's wonderful. But would I do it? No, I wouldn't. You can call me what you want. I'm just, I'm not, I don't consider myself probably to be a patriot. Some people do consider themselves to be very patriotic. Ireland, generally, we don't have... We're not a very patriotic country. I don't believe we are. If you go to the United States, for example, you will see American flags hanging out of so many houses. Not in a scumbaggery type of way, because I often see that in certain areas where you see flags out for different reasons, right? But no, because they're patriotic. They absolutely adore their military. They go out of their way to make a big deal about their military. You go to any event and they will always announce on a tannoy at the very start. Military don't even get charged into a lot of events. Ex-military as well. Can all the men and the women of the military please stand up? And they all stand up and everybody gives them a round of applause because they're so proud of them. And rightly so, the men and women who have gone to war. So, but would I go to war? No. Would I have ever, even when I was younger? I joined the FCA for the crack when I was 16 years of age only because I wanted to fire a gun. 
and I wanted to. I was on a marksman team, and I thought it was interesting. And I got and I made a bit of money too during summer camp. But would I join the army, um, to fight for my country? Personally, no, I wouldn't. I know the army are looking for men and women at the moment, and if that's what you want to do, you do that. Look, I, I'm throwing it out there, okay? And I'm going to ask you a question. And it's a hypothetical question. I want you to put it into our perspective. Forget about the Ukraine. I know it's hard to do that at the moment when we're watching what's going on over there. It's despicable what's happening. But put yourself into the situation in Ireland. If we went to war tomorrow with England or something like that, and the government asked people, not just men, but people, to fight for their country, would you do it? Would it, if there was a strong possibility, take yourself back to World War II where many men and women, particularly men in those days, went out to fight, didn't come back. There's a strong possibility you were going to die, but you're fighting for your country. Would you do it? Yes or no? Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Okay, so would you fight for your country? Um, I'm looking here, by the way, at some of the news still coming in in relation to um, what's happening currently in the Ukraine. And an unnamed source at the Russian Defence Ministry also said a plane shot down over Kyiv uh, was Ukrainian. And Reuters news agency reports uh, the Ukraine has said the jet was Russian. So, by the way, can I just say social media is the worst place you can get news currently at the moment as to what's going on in the Ukraine. I know a lot of you don't like mainstream media. I'm not going to give you the information because we don't do that on this show in particular. But if you do want to get, say, you know, reliable news... Um, trusted to some degree, um, I would go to the, the likes of the BBC and the BBC World Service. They, that's where you're probably going to get the most accurate news. But Morris, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Morris? How are you doing? How am I sounding hands-free? <laughs> you're, you're sounding fine hands-free, Morris. <laughs> Just be careful. Now, Morris, you were in the military for how many years? Uh, I've done three years full-time and six years reserve. Okay, that's not really a long time, is it? No, but my father was in for 24, I had a brother in for 12, and another brother in for 9, so we're a military family. Okay, and what, I mean, when you joined the military, was it for yeah. the experience, the great outdoors, to gain a few skills, um, or was it because at some point, or somewhere in the back of your mind, you thought, I would fight for my country? That's part of it as well, and then when I found out the history of my family, uh, my dad ran away from home and joined the Free State Army. And my grandfather was a decorated IRA volunteer. Well, so, um, by the way, know, can I just point out that many Irish men back in the 1950s and 60s, or actually back in the 1940s during World War II, fought for the British Army? Oh, pretty much so, yeah. You understand, my wife's father did, Carol's dad did, he joined the British Army. And yeah. I had uncles that joined the British Army. Yeah, I had, I had uncles in the British Army as well. Yeah, and they were looked upon as traitors. But to me, Europe is free because of the sacrifice them, those men made. Yeah, I know Maliki was on the air many years ago and he said that he considered anybody who joined the British Army to be a traitor. Well, that's, that's a very Republican view, like, you know. Um, mm. I, I fought in the Free State Army, so I would be seen as a, a traitor as well for not standing on the Republican side. But if I was a young man living in Belfast 40 years ago, I can guarantee you I would have been in the IRA. Well, let me ask you a question. I want you to take about 20 years off your age, right? Yeah. And... You know, Michal Martin comes out tomorrow and says, you know, the, oh, there's a war. We need people to get involved and help us out here. Uh, we're looking for as many men and women, and let's say men and women, to be fair, yeah. Uh, yeah. to join the army. And, and let's take us back to World War II. Let's say, yeah. worst case scenario, there's a strong possibility you may not return. Would you, would you die for your country? Would you fight? I would, in a, in a heartbeat. 
again for future generations. You know, because at, at one stage, the only thing that ran free here was their rivers and their waters. And I would die in a heartbeat to defend this country with the last drop of my blood. And I'll be honest with you, I'll be blunt with you. Any man that's not willing to, desert, to die for his country doesn't deserve to live here. Well, well I wouldn't. I just told you I wouldn't. But, but that's, that's, that's what it means to me for to die for Ireland. I would die for... But that's your choice. But by the way, I'm not telling you that you're a fool for making that choice. Oh, uh, yeah, I understand but, that. But so, so why would them and you judge me for my choice? Oh, I'm not judging you. I, I just have an opinion like everybody no, else. No, no, I, I, I understand that. I understand that. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's how much I'm uh, dedicated to this country, this land of ours, that our forefathers fought for give us freedom and everything else. But you've got, a, but you've got a wife, you've got children, you've got grandchildren. Yeah. And, you know and you'd be I'd willing sacrifice. to leave all that behind. Yeah, I would. I'd, I'd sacrifice my own life to make sure they have freedom for the future. And not be owned by anybody else or enslaved again or to be ruled by the British Emperor. Never again. Okay, we'll leave, we'll, no, we'll leave aside... No, I mean, I just use that as a hypothetical situation. Yeah, I understand. Le- leaving aside which country or which empire it happens to be, it, it's yeah. kind of irrelevant. Could be the Russian Empire for all you know. If me and all Mark put the call out, I'd be up on the wall with a rifle tomorrow to defend and die for this country. No matter at all. Oh, right, okay. Let me just... Well, hang on. Let me go to Jude as well. Jude, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Jude? Not too bad, no. There you go. If Michal Martin put the call out, Morris would be up on the wall tomorrow with the 303, the FN in his hair, whatever, whatever gun they happen to use nowadays, um, or the Lee Enfield in his hand, and off he'd go to Ivor's country. Well, that's his prerogative. I wouldn't. I don't think this country is worth, or any country is worth any one drop of my blood. I wouldn't. I'd defect in a heartbeat. And I wonder would Michal Martin pick up a gun? Die, die for his country? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say he would. I don't know. But patriotism is a luxury only powerful countries can afford, like America, China, you know, Britain, powerful countries. Countries that aren't even worth evading or weak countries. It, that's ridiculous to be patriotic about them. I mean, that's we are, ridiculous. I mean, we are, Morris, we're not really Irish anymore. I hate to say this, but we're kind of Europeans now, aren't we? We're a sovereign state, though. You know, we're, we're answerable to nobody. Ah, we're we're just, we are. We're ah come on, we're answerable to everybody. <laughs> Morris, no, that, now, 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 Morris, now we're being a bit delusional here. We're answerable oh, no, to no, Europe. No. You're missing the point. I was born a free man of this country. But you're not really a free man of this country. But I am. I mean, yeah, you have I'm to abide. Way. No, you have to abide by the rules, and the rules are made up yeah. by both Ireland and by Europe because we're part of Europe. Well, yeah. What I mean to say, I, I, I'm not under a dictatorship like what's going on. No, no, here. certainly not. Certainly not. Yeah, and what's going on in Ukraine? There's sovereign people that live in their own country that was broken up years ago and a puppet fucking regime uh, guy has gone in and said I want this back this is part of our Russia you know this reminds me of what happened over in Cuba in the 60s uh, trying to get missiles in to be uh, close to America do you remember the Bay of the missile, yes of course the there? missile crisis yeah, yeah. yeah so, so that's, that's history repeating itself you know and here we are again saying yeah but what Jude can't do. yeah but sorry sorry Jude do you understand the point that Morris is making now obviously Morris is a bit more old school than you would be in his thoughts <laughs> in relation to it, but, you know, his argument is that if men and women like him didn't fight for their country, they wouldn't have the freedoms that we have now, and he's probably got a good point, Jude. Somebody has to do it. Yes, and let them do it. As you said, there's loads willing to do it. Let them do it. I'm not saying don't do it. I'd be be reading with the same same sheet as you. But being a citizen, say, even of this country, doesn't require you to be a patriot. No, it doesn't. No, No, but there are many countries that do have conscription, by the way. And still have conscription. 
Yes, there is. Even some countries around Europe do, but this country doesn't have conscription. No, no, we don't. E- well, we actually don't even have an army. We have a defence force. Yeah. National service. Yeah. Now, some countries have 18 months, two years national service. That's right, yeah. Places like brought. Lithuania, I think, and Latvia. Yeah, and Cyprus. Like yeah, Cyprus. Yeah, Poland, Czech Republic. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a good thing. And America had conscription up to the, what, the, the 1980s, was it? 77, was it? Okay. okay. Yeah, and all the Irish that were conscripted into the wars, all the major wars in America. Yeah. So, and what we're seeing in the Ukraine today, obviously, is, is essentially almost like conscription, where, you know, 18 to 60-year-old men are not allowed to leave. It's ridiculous. Like, most of those people, say, between 18 and 18 and 60, right, a good lot of them, wouldn't have any military training. I think it would be actually suicide to, tell, to let someone who has no military training go up against the might of the Russian army. I think it would be absolute suicide if you have no military training to go up against a huge, like, even a platoon of Spetsnaz they would wipe out hundreds of thousands of civilians if they hadn't got um, training. Because they're, you know, it would be suicide. Well, 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 I'm only telling you today, this is the announcement from the Ukraine Ministry of Defence today. They've called on the citizens of Kiev, oh, sorry, Kiev, um, in the northern outskirts where the tanks are being filmed. I'm sure you've seen the videos this morning of all the tanks coming in. They're calling on the citizens, and citizens meaning 18 to 60-year-old men, to make firebombs and neutralise the enemy. So in other words, they're calling on them to go to war. Yes, but it's not ridiculous asking them to make firebombs against, up against the might of a Russian army. It's suicide. And it's, not, it's, it's not even logical. No, I wouldn't be doing it. No, but neither would I, and I definitely wouldn't do it for, uh, for this country. But Morris, you'd be, you'd be doing it in a heartbeat, Morris, wouldn't you? I'd defend... Without a doubt, if I had a, a slingshot or a cat or a pea shooter and I could kill the enemy, I'd do it. No There's lots of dead patriots in the world. There was lots of dead patriots. At the end of the right. day, if I'm securing the freedom of the future generations of what it is to be an Irish person, you and live on a free country and free land, I'll do it. That's and your prerogative. Go for it. Your prerogative. Not telling you not to do it. Exactly, I'm just yes. giving you my point of view. But that's what I'm saying. Like if people are not willing to do it for the country that they live in and, and uh, make a living out. But, but, why, but why should people subscribe to war? I mean, when, when I spoke yesterday to a lovely man who unfortunately has found himself trapped with his wife and, and child. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, and obviously he didn't think this was going to happen. You know, obviously there's been, you know, talk of it happening, but he didn't think it was actually going to happen. And now he's in a situation where he can't get out and he's five hours from the Polish border. He's an hour and a half away from the Russian border. I mean, and he's in a situation where he's trapped. He's not a man that's going to go and run, run out and fight, and he just wants to protect his own daughter or his own child, should I say, and his wife, and get back to Ireland at some point. I mean, so I mean, there's a those days are kind of over, Morris. In some sense, war is not the answer. Well, we know that, but look, look at all the diplomatic discussions that went on, and, and Putin still went in and destroyed it, destroyed this country, and all we're doing is looking at it on social media. Yeah, but this yeah, is not the 1940s. Videos. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, no. I mean, we. I thought we learned. You know what I mean? And particularly when it came to Vietnam. I thought we learned that, you know, people dying needlessly in war is not the answer and not the way to sort things out. I thought we all came to an agreement, you know, in the world. And I thought countries came to an agreement, civilised countries came to an agreement. This is not the way we do things. So, so that's a mindset that's now in a lot of people's heads that a lot of us have never, generationally, have never been in that situation. So why would we want to start now? Yeah. Look, this war has been fought on social media people pressing buttons and they're not even in the country. Look at all the attacks in Europe and everywhere else that went on through drones, like drone warfare. They're playing up five, five miles in the sky and they're looking through a video camera from America. No, I know, I know. And you want to be standing there with a rifle while a drone takes you out? Leave, leaving behind your wife and your children and your grandchildren? 
No, I know. I'm just saying hypothetically. Hypothetically, yeah. you want to be the yeah. one standing no, there. With a slingshot. Well, that, that's seemingly what he wants, all right, okay. I mean, he may not stop at the, at the Ukraine. But stay there for a second, because neither Jude... Well, Jude said he wouldn't fight for his country. He believes it's pointless. Uh, he would rather move to another country. I'm assuming that's what you mean, Jude. You would just... If war broke out, for example, in Ireland, you'd just pick up your oh, family and... straight away, no problem. And where would you go? Back to the Netherlands? Anywhere there is, I'd probably go to, say, Holland, Germany. Okay. Any country around Europe, anywhere. Okay, stay there for a second. Martin, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Martin? Hi there. Martin, I, I'm, in, I'm in, just intrigued today to see this ban on 18 to 60-year-old men leaving the, are, are banned from leaving the Ukraine. In other words, it's essentially conscription, isn't it? Yeah, By default. In a, in, a, in a way, and both my parents were, you know, conscripted into, into fighting in the Second World War and the First World War. My mm. grandparents. So, you know, you, you look back at history, you know, we, we've just lived through quite a long period of peace. You know, before then, there wasn't peace, you know. People's freedoms and liberties that they enjoy today have been bought and paid for by the sacrifices that others have made. You know, so you could say, well, if you're going to bugger off to another country, then you're just freeloading off, off the sacrifices that other people have made. Yeah, but those sacrifices are different now because, Martin, at the time when men stood outside the GPO, as I've been told about so many times by so many grand- people's grandfathers, people had to pick up a rifle. They had to fight on the streets. That was the only way of sorting things out in those days because we didn't have the negotiations exactly. and the organisational yeah. tools that we have nowadays. Uh, yeah, and in Chamberlain thought the very same in 1939. But, you know, uh, on the borders, there were, there were amassing troops and, and, and equipment in Germany, just like Russia's been amassing troops and equipment on, uh, on the Ukrainian border. You know, do we believe in sovereign nations and the ability to sit down and negotiate through trouble? Or are we going to give in to bullies? I mean, you know, you have programmes on yourself as to how to deal with bullies, uh, uh, bullies in the schools and what have you. And, you know, in a bigger forum, it's what's happening. Well, that's exactly what a dictator is, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah but they bully a whole country. So, but, but, you know, Martin, hey, but, Martin, let me ask you the, the question. So, because, but, I mean, well, if you, I if you were asked... Sorry? Well, g- given, given your standpoint, I was going to ask you a question. Okay. How do you deal with a bully? How do I deal with a bully? Yeah. Personally, I would try my best to ignore it. Um, you can stand up against it, but I think sometimes it depends on the circumstances you're in. Are you talking about yeah. an adult or are you talking about a child? Well, uh, again, you know, uh, again... We, if we somebody was bullying one of my children when they were young, I'd deal yeah, with the bully. But, you know, adults can, can just as much behave like children as, as children believe, you know, behave like children. I mean... You know, it just depends on, on, on the stand you're going to make. I mean, at this, this moment in time, the Ukraine is facing the bullying of another uh, country. So what, how do you stand up to that? I mean, what do you do? Do you, do you, do you capitulate and run away and then say, OK, uh, we'll negotiate and try and get our land back? But, you know, possession is nine-tenths of the law as far as Russia's think, thinking. They're saying, well, we're, we're here now and we're going to stay. So, you know, if you're bigger than us, then fair enough, take us on. So what would you do, Mark? I'm I'm putting you hypothetically in that situation. Would you be a patriot and pick up a rifle? Well, as I said to you, 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 as I said to you, researcher, we've got a situation here that we've, you know, we've enjoyed a certain element of freedom and liberty uh, over the. Okay, would you not answer my question? You're you're telling me all the reasons why you should. I'm coming to that. I would I would I would fight to protect and preserve what we enjoy today. Yes, I would. 
No, hey, well, that, well, okay. That, well, sorry, well, that, Jude. If that, if that comes, if that comes to mean that we have to put the shoulders to the wheel and go and stand up for what we believe in, then certainly for my, for, my, for for people who come after. Okay, me, so you you would be what, willing to lose your life for your country. Well, so many people have lost their lives. Uh, no, I'm not. Like, but Mar- you missed the so point. I'm, I'm, I'm not asking you about so many people of the past. I'm asking you now. You well, would be you would be willing to lose your life. I, I am because of the example that other people have given to me beforehand. Okay, sorry, and Jude. I, well, well, hang on, Martin. I, I hang on. My liberty because of that. Oh, Jude, there you go. Because the point Martin is making clearly is you wouldn't have the freedoms, Jude, that you have today if it wasn't for men and women of the past losing their lives for your freedoms. Okay, and I understand everything Martin's saying. He's been very logical, and I can understand what he said, and I admire him. I admire him. I do. I always did admire Martin and his opinion. But the thing is, what the only thing I die for. A cause I would die for would be my wife, child, and family. They're the only causes on this earth that I would die for. No land, well, I, no country. I think, I think so what right, I do is what I just defend. I'm saying that basically, exponentially, uh, you know, you are fighting for your family and your children by, by the, the liberties that they enjoy uh, today are because of people, you know, my parents, fighting for my liberty. But that so, doesn't mean yeah, I have given up it, my it, life for them, no, but, just because they did something. You know, no, I don't owe this country it, or it, anyone it, else a living. No, but what I'm saying is that if it comes to that particular point, that brinksmanship, that break point, where your children's uh, existence is threatened by the, the bullying and interference of another state, like, say, for instance, if you lived in France or in, in the Netherlands, when the Germans invaded, uh, and your children's ability to, you know, move around the state uh, and enjoy the freedoms that they had before uh, were curtailed by German occupation, then, yeah, people joined the resistance, you know, in both countries and, 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 and fought like the buggery to get, to get them out. Uh, See, I know I, I, I do understand what both of you are saying, and you're both coming from the same page in, to some degree, Martin. And you're saying if men and women didn't do it in the past and your fathers and grandfathers didn't do it, you wouldn't have the freedoms today. But Jude is saying he will fight for his own family. But he's not fighting for everybody else in his country. He's not willing no, to lose his life for that but, purpose. But, but by extension... That's no, that's not by extension. And I understand exactly what he's saying. If something is a direct threat to my children or my partner, I would absolutely lay down my life if somebody was a direct threat to them. but And that's what Judah's saying. But if it wasn't just a direct threat to them, in other words, if I could just get them, take them out of the country and keep them safe, that'd be fine. And that's exactly what I would do, the same as Jude. I wouldn't, I'm not going to die for everybody else. I'm sorry. And no, if that I mean, makes me that, a bad person, so be it. No, it doesn't. doesn't. But what I'm, saying, what I'm saying to you is, is that, that, you know, look back at what you enjoy and the cost. It's everything in this world. Has I know, and I'm, I'm, I appre- you know, Martin, and I, Martin, I'm sorry for interrupting you again. I appreciate everything everybody has done in the past. And I enjoy the freedoms because of that. But I think you're missing the point. And I, and I understand and I agree with everything you're saying as well. I respect everything you're saying. i got to go to break, by the way. I'm going way over time. The number's 87 8 If Martin wants to stay there, by the way, please please do, Martin, because I don't want to be cutting you short. Some of the texts coming in. Niall, that's why I love your show so much. You're so honest. And I completely agree with you. If it came to conflict here in Ireland in any shape or form, I would immediately protect my wife and children and leave the country if possible. Uh, okay, somebody else. Oh, on this one here. Uh, you may be putting the car before the horse. Boiling. You say you won't fight for your country because you've too much to lose, but if you don't fight, you may well lose everything. How can anyone who won't fight for themselves, uh, their loved ones and their country expect someone else's son to fight or die for them? I don't expect someone else's son to fight or die for me. 
I don't expect anybody to die for me, by the way. Uh, anyway, uh, would you not fight to save your uh, home house from home invaders? Uh, that's a different thing altogether, Rich. You can't compare having your house broken into to having your country attacked. Martin, stay there for a second. Let me just go to Rachel as well. Rachel, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Rachel? Hey, how are you? Rachel, you know, I, I don't want to liken it to what's happening in the Ukraine, because what's happening yeah. in the Ukraine is despicable at the moment. But I, in, a hypo- in a hypothetical situation, if there was a kind of conscription or something like that, or Michal Martin called on people to fight for Ireland, tomorrow and pick I up do like a harpy. Would do you? Like a harpy. Yeah. yeah. And why? I just, and I tell you what, I was just thinking about it after I had actually messaged in. Um, I, I, I grew up, I never, I'll be honest, I had no interest in Irish history or the, the history of our country. And I genuinely didn't until my mid-twenties. And then I really, I don't know what it was that happened, but I, I really took an interest. And as the years have gone by and gone by, the more of have I just think, do you know what I would do? I just have that feeling in me. I just, I would do it like in a heartbeat. I know the consequences. I think, my thinking is, even as when Ruth asked me the question and you were saying on the radio, I was saying, like, I'll make sure I got my kids out here in safety and I would, I would stay behind because I just. So would you be that man that we saw in the video this morning, put your children on the bus to make sure they're safe yeah. and staying behind yeah. to fight for your country? Yeah. I, I would like to think so, yeah, because I just genuinely feel that if. If we don't do it, who's going to do it? No one's going to do it first. I think this well, is I don't think anybody should ever have to do that, by the way. But however, no, that's, old, that's the perfect world. Great. And I would want to hope that would never come to that. Mm. Sorry, you know Martin. I mean? what yeah, you I don't think anybody wants to. It's just that they find themselves in the situation where they have to make some very stark choices. And I'm not saying yeah. that you know, the choice is an easy one by any stretch of the imagination. That It's all nice and woolly and patriotic. It's, it's you know... Um, I, I just remember, you know, members of my own family and, and, and the grandparents, you know, that they, you know, were conscripted into into, into both wars uh, and they had no choice about it. But then again, you know, they knew mm-hmm. they, they held their fear, their own private fears for what they were getting involved in. But they, they just knew that they had to go because at the end of the day, their way of life and the freedoms mm. were, 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 were at risk. Do you agree with conscription, by the way, Martin? Well, it, it, comes, down to, it comes down to it. You know, what, you know, conscription only comes at the end of the day when there's nobody left, really, to fight. To or volunteer, you're, you're, yeah. You're, 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 out, you're outnumbered or, or whatever. Um, and, I, and I think the thing is, is that, you know... I mean, do you know what the point I'm making is? Do you agree with the idea of sat that man in that video putting his child on the bus with no choice? Maybe he did want to go with her. I don't know. We don't, we'll never know. Yeah, I mean, I, I recollect the stories of my mother being put on a train by her parents, you know? But, but do, you, do you think he should have no choice? Like, as I said, the Defence Ministry of the UK, in the Ukraine has more or less said, he's not allowed to leave. He's 18 to 60 years of age and able-bodied. He's not allowed to leave. But do you, do you think that's a fair choice? It's no choice, is it, really? Well, it's no choice. <laughs> no, it's no choice. But I mean, okay, let me ask Rachel. Rachel, is that fair yeah. to suggest that men, able-bodied men between 18 and 60, according to the Ukrainian Defence Ministry, are not allowed to leave? Is that fair? Oh, do you know what? I actually think, I know, you, I know I might be slaughtered for this, but I actually think they're right. Okay. I think they're right. I think that's what, I just think that's what you should be doing for your country anyway. And but what happens I, if you I don't want to do that. it? What happens if you don't want? I, what happens if you value your life a bit more than that, or you value your your family and your togetherness? No, and, I mean, I, here's the thing: like, no, for me, right, I absolutely and I have to. I adore my kids. I, I literally, I like. I don't. So would you not just pick them up and run to Poland with them? Do you know what I mean? No, 
No, because I genuinely think if I want to have, if I want them growing up in a country that has freedom, that has freedom of choice, freedom of expression, anything like that, I have to do everything I can in my power, in what I hold, in my power, my own power, to do that for them. And even even, the even, with, even with the possibility that you could die? Yeah, yeah, even with that. And I know that sounds harsh. No, no, no. I mean, no, that's your choice. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not judging you for your choice. Say, say that for a second, because I want to go to Billy as well. Billy, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Billy? How are you, Niall? How are you keeping? Good, Billy. I mean, okay, hypothetically, would you die for your country? Definitely. I wouldn't have to be conscripted either. I'd volunteer. Would you? Yeah, 100%. Conscript, con- conscripts are, conscripts, as, as uh, your last commenter there said, conscripts are usually the people at the end. No, I volunteer straight up. And mm. I, I have a question for you as well, Niall. Yep. As you, as you said, you'd leave the country. If possible. Well, in, the, in that situation I was looking at this morning. Would you come back after the war is done? Would I come back after the war is done? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Probably no. not. So you just run up, up, move your family, leave and never come I back. I know. I, the, the point I was making, I was, that I was making the point is that I would defend and protect my family to the death. And I would die for my partner, for my kids, whatever it happens mm-hmm. to be. But I would make sure... That I got them, that I got them out of the country safely. Here's, here's, here's and, but I wouldn't come back to fight. I'm not going like if I got them out of the country safely in a country that was war torn, for example. I'm not going back to die. Why would I want to do that? Here's the hypothetical for you, right? So let's say we were in a situation like happening in Ukraine happens here mm-hmm. now, and the borders are closed off because you've got Belarus to the north, you've got Russia to the east, and you've got Poland, which is accepted as many people as it can, but you've got hundreds of thousands of people are trying to get over to Poland. So let's say you can't get your family out of the country. What are you mm. going to do then? Well, then you're going to have to defend them, yes. So you, you would. There is a point. In, in in the, there, is, there is a point. Of course there is. But if there's another option for me, well, then I'll well, take I, the other I'm, option. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I know, so I'm not disagreeing with you on that point. Yes, of course I would defend my family. I've taken the options. And what about, what about the but I'm not def- By the way, by the way, but I'm not defending everybody else's family. I'm defending mine. Are you saying we go to some sort of Hobbesian state of nature where you don't look after your fellow man? You no, of course. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that I don't have a humanitarian bone in my body. Of course I have. I mean, that would be ridiculous to suggest. I'm not going to watch somebody else kill somebody else in the middle of the street. I wouldn't do can, that. Can you not see how your your argument that you wouldn't do anything has been broken No, down no, no. What you're you doing is you're, you're breaking down my argument into different scenarios. I'm giving well, you a simple scenario. The government says tomorrow we want people to volunteer, to pick up a gun, to fight for their country. I'm not volunteering. But I'm, I'm, I, I'll volunteer, you won't. But no. what you just said there is, when push comes to shove, you will. Well, I would defend my family when push comes to shove, of course, yeah. But you've said you'd defend your family and other people. So what I'm saying is, I'll volunteer for it straight off. You, when the, the proverbial gun has put your head, you do the same thing. It just takes a lot more convincing for you to do it than it does me. Okay, well, Rachel, sorry, what are you trying to say there to Billy? No, I was just saying that when you were saying about you know, getting when you were saying they're getting the people out, and I was saying, like, we are essentially an island, you know, that way. And, and I, I do think if something like that were to happen, like, and I know it's hypothetical, like, I do think a lot of people would just be left here because you've seen what happened with Ukraine. First, the airports were closed and then they were bombed. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know, so I, I know they've taken back one of the airports, I think, yesterday or, or last night. So, but you yeah, will go on. Well, I just think, I just think there's. I don't. I can't explain it when I actually think about it and I feel it. And I okay, so you're, you're just telling me there's a passion with inside you to defend, yeah, to defend you know the I mean? honour of your country. To have a country where, like we are now, where, where my kids can be who they are, 
I'm, but I, I'm not suggesting for a minute I don't love Ireland. I do. And yeah. I, I love Ireland. I love the I people. Love I love Ireland. But I also, but here's the thing. And, and to, to you and Rachel, or to Rachel and Billy, this may say sound selfish to you. I also love my life too, Billy. And I love, my, I love my life I as well. I love my life too. You know, and I and I and I want and I want to see it out till whatever eighty two, whatever it happens to be. I mean, I've had a pretty bad five years. What's the quote, Niall? Where where the bad things will happen when good men or good people don't will allow them to happen. I can't. I'm paraphrasing it. There, I don't. I know that. I know the quote you're talking about. But like when good people don't stand up and do the right thing, that's when bad things will happen, and that's what happened with with Putin, and that's allowing him into into Ukraine. The West didn't stand up. Yes, yeah, sorry, now, sorry, Rachel. If you look, if you look back a hundred odd years ago, right? Yeah. People then didn't stand up and fight for our country. We wouldn't. I genuinely, honestly believe. And I, I agree we with you. We have the freedom we have today. I, and I couldn't. Well, hang on, Rachel. And I have to go to break. And I want to you to stay there if you want to. But I completely agree with you, Rachel. But I do believe in the year 2022, there's better ways to sort things out. Uh, because we live in a technological age. And I don't believe running up and down beaches with guns anymore is the way we need to or should have to do things. That's why I think what's happening over there is inherently wrong. But however it is happening and what's happening is happening. Uh, the number is 87 Niall, couldn't agree more. I would defend my family's honour, defend my home, but I certainly wouldn't be going to war with, an, with the knowledge that I may not come back. Somebody says, where is the logic in fighting a war of attrition against a vastly more powerful country and lose a war anyway? Patriotism is not a requirement to be a citizen of Irlande. And because I'm not Irish, I can detach myself from the uh, ridiculous, futile notion of going to war. Uh, Okay, somebody else mentions as well. uh, Now, I completely agree with you. I wouldn't be losing my life if I thought I was going to be losing my life. And somebody else says, uh, absolutely, Niall. I would run up and down the beaches and die for my country. Fair play to you. Uh, stay there for a second, Rachel. Let me go to Sharon as well. Sharon, you're an Ireland's classic kid. Say to you, Sharon. I know. How you doing? Three sharp points. It's never worked before. We need to drop into our hearts. We need to come from love. That's one point. Positive. Wake up every morning and positively seize it. Oh, God. Love is all we need. You're no. I love, by the way, I'm full of it love. Is. Full of love. Niall, I know where you're coming from. You would not go out and kill innocent people. No. But you, if someone came to your door and you had to defend the people you love, you would do it in a heartbeat. Absolutely. I would put a bullet in their head. We're going to exacerbate and make this war bigger and bigger and bigger. No. Let's try and learn from the past. Okay, but we're we're asking the question. Here you go, Uh, Sharon. I'm not asking you about defending your home against a burglar who will walk in and and put your family's lives at threat and at risk. Of course, I would expect every man and woman to say I would defend my family with a bullet in the head. Absolutely. But if you were asked to go to war with a, with the choice or with the possibility, a strong possibility that you're not coming back again with a gun in your hand, would you? No, because I could kill an innocent person. Well, yeah. By the way, Rachel, I never thought that aspect of it. Rachel, would you be willing to kill innocent people? Listen, I, I wouldn't go into it to look, to go into it. I wouldn't, go, like, say, defend my country to go out to kill people. But that's exactly what you have to do if you go to war. But if they're going to come in and invade here, they're looking to kill us. But they're just other people, they're other people just like you. No, hold on. I, I totally understand that, okay? And I do. I, I, like, no one wants to be saying, oh, God, I want to go out and kill people. Do you know what I mean? That's not the way I feel about it. What I feel is, is that when it comes to my country and when it comes to Ireland, 
yeah, if people are going to come in here and start a war and try and kill us and all, of course I'm going to stand up and defend it. Of course. Like, I just think, oh my God, I don't... I agree yeah. with Sharon in one sense, yeah, love and all that, but that doesn't stop people coming in from invading countries and shooting and killing people. Do you know well, what I mean? But if someone is coming at you with a gun, at, if someone is coming at you with a gun, and you have a gun in your hand, what are you going to do? Are you going to stand there? Well, no, you of course you're going to, well, of course you're going to shoot them, but, you're, but what, by going to war, you're putting yourself in that situation. That's the point I'm making. Sorry, Sharon, what are you trying to say to Rachel? Well, already are we perpetuating. I understand everyone here is passionate and in love with their people and their country, and it's great that we're all discussing and trying to find solutions. So, you know, I respect everybody so much. But we're not going to start thinking of it coming to our country. You've got to be very careful. What you think about comes about. We've got to think positively. We've got to think solutions. And we've got to think of in a different way. On that note, I'm going to have to wrap it up. Listen, thank you very much indeed, ladies, Sharon and Rachel. Now, I did put a poll up. Um, let me see here now. And so, oh gosh, I'm going to refresh it, for God's sake. Uh, so far on the poll that I put up on Twitter, uh, which is only been up about 10 minutes and we've only got 500 votes on it. For, it's a close call. 42% said yes, they would fight or die for their country. The question I simply asked was, if there was a strong chance you could lose your life, would you fight for your country? 42% said yes and 45% said no. The other 13% weren't sure. If you weren't sure, well, then you're not probably going to do it. Um, anyway, so, so far... The majority of people on our poll, which is not scientific, said they wouldn't fight for their country if it meant they could lose, they would lose their life, according to our poll on Twitter. So that's what they're saying. Ruth, Ruth why, why do you disagree with me? Oh, you're going by the text that are coming in. All oh, right, okay. Text, she said the text say differently. She's saying the text, the majority of people in the texts are saying they would. Okay, well, maybe they're the people who are quite passionate about it and they're taking the trouble of actually sending in a text. I could look at it from that point of view. Coming from a country that uh, had national service um, People from my generation, I'm 49 and older, um, we had to do national service. And, you know, a lot of those guys went to the border, uh, fought in the South African bush war. Um, I did my national service, but I didn't go to the border. I landed up serving as a medic. But we all went with the knowledge that you might go and you might have to fight and you might have to die. Now we were forced to go, but um, I didn't have a problem with going. And I honestly can't understand someone who wouldn't fight for their country. Um, it's 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 just beyond me why you wouldn't, and I understand why people in the Ukraine are fighting for their country. Oh, I tend to agree with Noel. Country needs me, all right, but my family needs me a lot more, and that's just it. They come first. Who's going to protect them when I'm gone away to uh, fight for the country? You know, that's it. There you go, polar opposite views, and and that's what debate is all about, isn't it? Polar opposite views. Anyway. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.